All right. Welcome back to the February edition of the OSSB podcast. Here we go again. This is Mr. Kelly and the podcast team. Good morning, Michaela. Good morning, Mr. Kelly. There she is. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning. There's Jenna. All right. We're going to say good morning to Zach, but Zach has a little bit of laryngitis right now, so his voice is a little under under podcast par today, so we're going to give him a little bit of vocal rest uh, got a lot of exciting things coming up in February. And of course, we'll have our February facts given to you in what kind of style? OSSB. OSSB style, right? OSSB style. We have Valentine's Day uh, in February, so we'll be covering the dance that's being put on by the student council. Right, guys? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You can, what is it, one ticket for $3 or two tickets for $5? Yep. So hope. Yeah, so hopefully we can catch up with some of our student council members and find out what they're going to use that money for, right, that they're raising at the Valentine's Day dance, right, guys? Yes. All right. And uh got a new thing coming up with athletics, right? Uh, what season do we have coming up? Swim season. Yeah, swim season and forensic season. Don't forget about forensics, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on the forensics team, actually. Jenna, you're doing forensics. Yeah, I'm doing forensics and swimming. Oh, that's good. So uh, do you know what category you're going to be doing in forensics? Not yet. Okay. Going to be reading poetry? Poetry? I'm not sure. Oh, through what window yawn breaks or whatever. All right. That'll be good. Uh, I used to coach forensics back in the day, and it was it's, it sure was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I'm glad you're doing both. Glad you're doing swimming as well. Uh, Michaela, are you doing anything this season? I might try forensics too. Okay. All right. Trayvon? Trayvon says, no, he's not going to do a thing. And, uh, Zach is going to, are you going to do any sports? Okay. No. All right. All right. Giving us the big head shake, head shake there. All right. Very good. What else do we have going on in February? Yeah, the Braille Challenge is going to be on February 23rd. We're going to we're going to have coverage of that during the podcast. We're very excited to go down to the Cincinnati Museum Center. Uh normally it's at Clovernook, but it's getting so big that they couldn't house us all down there at Clovernook. So, we're going to a very beautiful building down in Cincinnati and we are super stoked about that. All right? So, we yeah. Anything else that I'm not thinking about? Pet band. Pet band. Oh, yeah, pet band. Uh, yeah, pet band. We went on our first trip to OSD last night. Yeah, playing at the basketball game. Yes. Yeah. Was it a good game? Yes, except they lost. Oh no. Yeah. Well, hopefully they tried their best, and as long as you're doing that. Win or lose, you're going to feel pretty good if you're trying your best, right? Yeah. How, how'd you guys play your first gig? I think overall we sounded good. Yeah, huh? we did good. Okay. I think. It's kind of fun to fill that big gym up with all that, uh, you know, sound, right? Yeah. 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 Get people stomping in the bleachers and stuff like that. Yeah. That's great. A lot of energy, right? That's what it's all yeah. about. All right, so we got a very exciting podcast coming up for you guys this month. So glad that you tuned in once again to find out what's going on right here, right now at the Ohio State School for the Blind. And uh, let's get a Go Panthers. Ready? One, two, three. Go, go Panthers! Panthers! Woohoo! Here's your OSSB facts, OSSB style. All right. Michaela, get us going. Swimming season at OSSB begins in February. Braille Challenge Day is on February 23rd. February is the first of five months not to have 31 days and the first month to have less than 30 days. January and February were the last two months added to the Roman calendar. Excellent. Now we're back to Michaela. February 12th is Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Valentine's Day is on February 14th. 
February 17th is President's Day. All right. And we go to Jenna. February is Black History Month. It has been Black History Month for over 40 years. February's flowers are the violet and the primrose. Okay. Back to Jenna. February's astrological signs are the Aquarius and the Pisces. All right, and I'm on Aquarius. February's birthstone is the Amethyst. The Electoral College elected George Washington as the first president on February 4, 1781. Also, George Washington's birthday is on February 22nd. All right, and now we go to Michaela. In the northern hemisphere february is the third month of winter and in the southern hemisphere february is the last month of summer and between the north and the south february is like august very good okay jenna you're up the name february comes from the latin word februam which means purification the saxons called february Soul manas, which means cake month, because they would offer cakes to the gods during February. All right. So I want my cake this month. Of all the misspelled words, February is one of the misspelled words of the English language. You're right. I believe it. The odds of being born on February 29th are about 1 in 1,461. Those born on the leap day can be called leapers or leaplings. All right, that's fascinating to be a leapling. All right, Michaela. February, March, and November always start on the same day of the week unless it is a leap year very good jenna in february 1964 the beatles made their first american television appearance on the ed sullivan show over 73 million americans watched there are many u.s states that entered the union during the month of february these states included Massachusetts, Oregon, Arizona, and Mississippi, which were readmitted. There are several national holidays on February 28th, including National Public Sleeping Day, yeah, National Tooth Fairy Day, and National Chocolate Souffle Day. Delicious. Yeah, and National Floral Design Day, and much more. And these are your facts, OSSB style. On February 17th, the OSSB pep band were on our first trip. We went to the Ohio Schools for the Deaf boys basketball game, and we performed for them.
Good afternoon, Mr. Graham and Miss Olivia. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Jenna. We just wanted to ask you guys about the plans for the swim team and get some information about swimming as a podcast listener. All right, well, we started last week and we still don't have a pool, so we're doing dry land training and we're spending our days over at the School for the Deaf in their weight room. And hopefully we have a pool soon so we can start regular swim practices. How many people are on the swim team? What do we have? I think we have like, I think eight, eight boys and maybe 10 girls signed up right now. Yeah, sounds about right. How about for a little MC? I think we have eight. Yeah. Total? Yeah. Eight total, eight. yeah. When we start swimming in the pool, do you guys know like what you're expecting practices to look like? In the beginning, we'll spend a lot of time on like just learning the fundamentals because some, some students don't know how to swim or have never done like competitive strokes. So we'll spend a lot of time on, you know, streamline and freestyle. And then we'll go into backstroke and breaststroke and butterfly. But a beginning is a lot of a lot of streamline and a lot of building endurance too. What got you guys interested in being swim coaches? So this is going to be my first year coaching, and I just I've always liked swimming, but I've never done like the like competitive like specific strokes in swimming. But I always just found it interesting. And then there was a like a girls coach this year, and then an assistant for a little MC, so I decided to sign up for it. Then me, um, when I bought my last house in Cincinnati, I ended up being the pool manicure of the local pool. So I had to become a lifeguard. So I started swimming and then my kids were really young. So I was swimming, did the lifeguarding and then started working with them and working with the swim team. So that started. And then when I got here, they said they needed help with the swim team. So I helped uh, Miss Pirano and I was her assistant for a couple of years. And then I took over as the coach and I've been doing it since. Do you guys have any specific expectations for the team? I just, I always like to see the kids get better. That's mm -hmm. all I really look for. I just look for big improvements and yeah, that's, that's the best part about it. I'm interested to just like see how good the kids are in the water and then if I do it the next year then to watch their improvement and then of course like to, for them to have fun too. Yeah. I've been on this one team for a few years and I always want to improve too. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Do you expect to like set goals for this one team or do you expect swimmers to set personal goals? Yeah, I mean, I, I like to find out what the what strokes they really want to work on and then kind of set a goal from there. But if they do a whole season, they're all they all improve. It's, it's crazy how, how much improvement you see throughout the season. Yeah, from yeah. the beginning to the, yeah. Mm -hmm. I bet that's pretty cool. I know you said because our pool is broken, we're starting out with training at the deaf school. But do you guys think there's anything else that's different about this year? I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to be in the water, so... The fact that we're not in the water already and it's getting close to March, yeah, I'm getting a little nervous. A little nervous <laughs> yeah, because our first meet is yeah, we're gonna go to Illinois the second week of March, so yeah, we need to be swimming. Yeah, what trips are we going on? Uh, we have two trips to Illinois scheduled, and then um, the final the final championship is gonna be here, and that will be at the end of April. Yeah. Little NC just has their one thing in Kentucky. So. Uh, Okay. Yeah, we're all very excited. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to share about the swim team? I, I guess, I don't know. Every year is different, so I guess I look forward to every year. I guess yeah. to see who's going to be swimming and always new students. There's always somebody new that I haven't seen before, so I guess I look forward to the, you know, to, to see again the growth in the, everybody, but in the, especially to work with the newer swimmers. Yeah, well, we're all very excited. Thank you, Mr. Graham and Ms. Olivia. You're welcome. For, for sharing with us all right. your thoughts. All right, you're welcome. Good morning. We got the podcast team here. Jenna, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Kelly. There's Jenna and uh, Trayvon and Michaela. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. There they are, and Zach, good morning. Good morning. Okay, and joining us this morning is our very special guest, 
We're going to kill two birds with one stone on the podcast today, and that is the alumni focus and interviewing a new staff person. So good morning, Miss Jerrica. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. So you went to school here at OSSB, right? Yes, I did. And you graduated when? I graduated in 2014, but I left OSSB in 2010-2011. Okay. So you left OSSB 2010-11 school year and then graduated from your high school, like public high school? I actually went to a vocational school. Okay. All right. And uh, what did, I, I lost track of that. What did you study? What was your... So originally I wanted to go for early childhood, but I actually went for banking and financing services. Okay. A lot of computer work, working on, you know, like a banker in the bank. Um, so okay. that kind of stuff, working on the computer. Oh, good. You're a parapro, right? How long have you been a parapro? So this is my first year here at OSSB, but I've been um, a parapro since about 2019. Okay, so that leads us into our next question there, Michaela. What experiences have you had working outside of OSSB? So I've worked in about a couple uh, church daycares, and I liked it. It was a lot of fun. It was definitely different. They're smaller, younger children. Not as many kids as here at school. So you were working with the little littles, huh? Yep. Like preschool kids. Yep. Infant, six weeks to about six years old. Why did you want to come back to OSSB? Um, well, when I, I went to school here and I had always knew I wanted to work here. Um, it was something, it was a goal for me that I wanted to get back to OSSB. So I was in childcare getting better experience. And then when I got the opportunity to come here, I would, I wanted to take that. I love working with all of you guys and getting that experience. So what is some of the differences between when you were a student here at OSSB back in 2009, 10, 11, to now coming back and being an employer at the school for the blind? I didn't have no responsibilities except my sports and homework. <laughs> and now I have to make sure I'm doing my job to, you know, make money, pay my bills and make a living and, the difference is I'm actually getting to help students instead of being the student, so I'm on the other side of that. I always ask, you know, ask alumni this when they come on the show, but I always just say, tell us about a typical day when you were a student here, maybe when you were a high school student. What was that like? What were some of the, the things you liked doing here at school, things you enjoyed? Uh, I did my academics, uh, you know, lunch, breakfast, and then um, at the end of the day, a lot of times I would do my homework or my sports. I was into a lot of different after-school activities. Um, I actually lived on campus. So after my activities and dinner, I would us we would usually do some sort of rec activity, whether that be swimming, dances, uh, going bowling, watching a movie, different things like that, skating. Okay. All right. Is there anything you didn't like about OSSB? That's a good question. Um, I wanted the experience to be with kids that weren't blind um, because, you know, I'd been here since I was in kindergarten and I'd always been with kids that were just like me, you know, being low vision blind. And I wanted to w see what that experience was like to go to a public school. So the shelter kind of was kind of hard for me sometimes. Yes, felt. I think a lot of kids think that, uh, you know, they feel a little bit overprotected. So mm -hmm. I've heard that, heard that a lot. Um, so thank you for sharing that. You mentioned that you did a lot of sports and activities here. I was just wanting to ask currently, what are some of your interests and hobbies? I like going and doing adventurous things like hiking, maybe uh, traveling, going to different places. And um, I can be somewhat of an adventurous person. <laughs> All right. So you got a family now, right? Yeah. I really enjoy spending time with my family. And um, that's mainly, I, I do that uh, more than anything. I'm just with my kids when I'm not at work, whether we go to the zoo or 
you know, go and do some art projects at home or go to a park. So you came back this year as a para-pro. What age group of kids are you working with right now? I've actually kind of been everywhere. I was in the MD rooms from the little, littler kids to the high school seniors. Um, right now I am in uh, ILS, so I'm kind of a little bit of everywhere this year. Maybe next year I'll be in more of a um, permanent space, but I kind of like going everywhere. I get to uh, experience all the different ages and learn different things about the kids. Oh, very good. Wind this up with what advice would you give this year's graduates as they leave OSSB and they're heading out into the world to either go to work or go to college or whatever they're going to do? What what sort of advice do you have for those guys? I would definitely make sure you're having good grades and, um, you know, so that you can further, whether that's furthering your education or getting a job, but making sure you're definitely graduating. You know, when you're, by the time you're 30, you're going to wish that you did all these things because you're going to need a job. You're going to need to support yourself. So keeping your head up and, you know, not just expecting when you leave here that you're not going to have to do those things. All right. All right. Very good. Well, Jerrica, thank you so much for coming in today. Is there anything else you want to add that uh, you want uh, our listeners to know about you and your journey here at OSSB? No, um, I am, I'm thankful for you guys letting me come on. I'm enjoying being here. This is a great place to be. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jerrica. On Thursday, February 23rd, the Ohio State School for the Blind competed with other students from around the state in the Ohio Regional Braille Challenge. The Braille Challenge was hosted in person again by the Clovernook Center for the Blind. As you can hear in the background, we were not at Clovernook this year. We were at the Cincinnati Museum Center. And if you ever get a chance to go check out that building, it is a great structure. It was formerly a train station where 45,000 people would come through that building every day. We had a great day, a great time. And let's get some reaction from some of our students who went to the Braille Challenge. So I've got Hope and Zach here, and we're going to talk more about the Braille Challenge yesterday. How are you doing, guys? Great. Hi, I'm doing great. Oh, good. All right. I've got Zach on my left and Hope on my right, so I'm glad you guys are here, and I'm glad that you went to the Braille Challenge yesterday. How was it? Great. It was awesome. It oh, was oops. great, except for the fact that we didn't get our results yesterday. Well, yeah, yeah, but nobody <laughs> got their results yesterday. They are going to be sent out to California and graded out there at the, the Braille Institute. Uh, those guys are, you know, used to grading the, the tests and they're all going to be graded the same way, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. So, uh, I think the way we did it before, it was a little more loose. And, uh, I think this way, you know, it's going to be a little more fair. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we have to wait, you know, a little over a month, but it's going to be well worth it. Yeah. Good experience overall. But what do you guys want to talk about? What was, what was the best thing that happened yesterday? Donuts. I, <laughs> I would say that, um, I would say my, my top three, favorite parts of the real challenge were um donuts uh -huh. proofreading mm -hmm. um because i love finding errors mm -hmm. oh i agree and lunch <clears throat> yes i have to agree with zach's but i also liked uh reading comprehension although i could tell by the time i got to the second passage i was rushing because i wanted to get through some of the questions yeah yeah did you finish the whole thing I actually did, surprisingly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, I was I was only able to finish one passage. All right. And, we're, and and Amina's here. Yeah, yeah. Amina. Go, all right. So Amina, I want you to go across the table and sit to right of Brady. There's another microphone over there. Now we're good. All right. So Amina's here. So we got three people from the Braille Challenge. And Amina, you you competed in JV. Hope and Zach, you were in varsity. So Amina, what was your experience like yesterday? Um, it was pretty good. I think the hardest part for me probably was. Uh, speed and accuracy. Mm -hmm. Oh, hear, hear yeah. that. I hate speed and I really did not yeah. enjoy that. But I think my favorite was definitely charts and graphs. That was really easy for me. And I also really liked proofreading and reading comprehension. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the charts and graphs too much, but it was at least better than speed and accuracy. No. Speed yeah. and accuracy was hard. I had to keep, keep rewinding it and Same. rewinding Same. it and 
I had my book player really slow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I slowed well, mine down too. That's a good interpretation of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Cloverdook did a great job hosting. We were down at the museum center, uh, which was different this year. And that was a great building. My mom and my aunt got to come down and they were going to tour the museum for a little bit. But uh, my aunt didn't have enough tickets Uh, (laughs) for us. So I was like, okay, it's okay. They got to go to Jungle Gyms. I know that's off topic, but still. So, um, yeah, we were going to do that, too. And we didn't have enough tickets, but uh, that was all right. But Amina did get to see a dinosaur. But that was in the gift shop. <laughs> yeah, still, you still we went into the gift shop and they had a notebook for $21. That's mm. too much money. For Literally a just notebook. a notebook. And then they had this one um, keychain that was probably the size of my thumb. And it was $12. They had a sweatshirt in there for $80. <laughs> they yeah. had it's a too yes. much money oh for a sweatshirt. Right. Well, I'm glad you guys are realizing that. Um, you know, It's fine. To be responsible I have a $1.25 tree near me, so. I didn't know that was a thing. A dollar twenty-five tree. Yeah, because inflation, so they call it a dollar twenty-five tree now. Oh my! So it's no. <laughs> well, it the store is still formally named Dollar Tree, but everybody else has dubbed it Dollar Twenty-Five. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. I thought they actually changed the name of it. Okay. They I'm should say. All right. No, they should. Um, so Zach, you are the winner of the theme. Yeah. This year, right. The Braille Journey mm-hmm. uh, won that. And what was that like? You got to, you got to go up there and get in front of the crowd yesterday. And, yeah. Uh, and it was great. I actually got to, um, I actually had to draw 10 names, uh-huh. which was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I picked the ultimate winner for the travel bag that they were giving out. Yeah. From Perseus Decker. Hey, go Panthers. Yeah, she, uh, we had her interview earlier today. So, um, can so, I just say, I kept saying go Panthers like several times. I, I know you're sitting right behind me. I heard you every single time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's fine because, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. OSSB had a good showing down there, to 22, yes. 22 folks. But also, Mr. Kelly, you kept telling, you told Zach not to stop picking OSSB. Right. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I got picked and the prize um, for the nine people that were before the winner of the backpack was $10. $10. Yeah, so they gave, a hundred, gave away $100 and a backpack. And the good stuff will be coming in April when the results come in. Oh, so. yeah. The, the <clears throat> California giving people. away this year? Uh, yeah, I do. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's like varsity is, I think, two fifty for first place. And oh, they upped the price. Yeah, I think it's either two hundred or two fifty. Then as you go down the the levels, the the money gets a little bit smaller, but it's still a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Can yeah. I just say you're also talking to three people who have competed in the Braille Challenge before? So yes, this is not your guys' first. It's first really time. No, actually, yeah. it's my second. This yeah. is my third time. Yeah, so that's great. Um, you know, hope you guys continue to do it next year. Oh, um, you know I'm doing it. Next what would you do different next year? Like you've done a couple of these already, and um, what are you thinking? I heard you all say you did. You know, the speed and accuracy part was a little challenging. So I probably would work on speed and accuracy a little bit more, and probably also just get faster at reading because I only got through one of the things for reading comprehension and even then i didn't answer all the questions i think i maybe got to number seven Mm. so i would probably also work on just reading faster in braille same i would say for me the biggest thing is i need to just work on not letting my nerves control me about am i going to get through the questions and Mm. just focus on getting through at least the passage and then if i get to the questions that's great right or look at the questions first so you know what the passage is looking for right yeah. I'm very proud of you guys and uh, yeah. for going down there and competing yesterday. And it was a great trip. Did you guys like it when I drove the bus? <laughs> oh, my, oh my, my goodness. We would have not have made it back home. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think we <clears> – <throat> and you can edit this out later, Mr. Kelly, but I think we all would have died. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. No, just for your listeners, I did not drive the bus, but I was teasing the kids, and I said, yeah, I'm going to be driving the bus. <laughs> so. so did Strickland. Strickland did the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. It would have, it would have been a toss up to who would have done better driving the bus. <laughs> who would have gotten, gotten us back in one piece? 
Yeah. Well, I don't think either one of us, but um, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Just for our listeners out there, both Mr. Strickland and Mr. Kelly are very responsible, and they would not do that to us. They would not drive the bus knowing that they couldn't see very well. That's right. <laughs> and nope. one can't see at all. No, nope. that's great. Well, we diverged from the Braille challenge a little bit, but sorry, about <laughs> that's that. all right. That's all right. This is, that's good stuff. I we love- are at least keeping the teasing about driving the bus in. We are keeping that part. Yeah, in. We we'll keep to- it in. We'll keep it in. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope all you guys are going to come back and do the Braille Challenge next year. What, and I asked you, what would you do different? You said you'd work on speed and accuracy. Definitely. And, and what, would we do anything different at the at the site where we do the Braille Challenge? Did it go pretty smooth yesterday or is there something? Other? It went smooth except for someone. I'm not naming names, but someone, you know, forgot their cane on the bus. Oh and I had God. to essentially be... A human guide, oh a blinded. My God. Uh, you know how? Okay, so I'm. We're diverging a little bit, but you know how people say, "Oh, do you need a sighted guide?" Uh, I was a blind guide. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. For, for Zach. How did you know exactly who I was talking? I about? saw him. He had no cane, and he was just clinging on to you like the whole time. Yeah, I was just you know because I heard his reaction. I figured that was him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you figured it out though. You know, uh, is that- I, w- I was his guide dog. Oh, there you no. go. His okay, hum- guide dog. His, <laughs> okay. His okay, human then. guide. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> well, all right. No, so it was a great day. It was a great trip. And- Although I will say there was like one lady who kept pulling my arm like I was on a leash. Oh. And I felt I like that. that's exactly what I felt like. And I was like, I can't say anything because then yeah, I'm going to sound mean. <laughs> no, you can. I mean, uh, you know, you know that. You, you get your arm, you disengage your arm and, and say, here, let me take your arm. You know? Yeah. You can do that. That's nothing wrong with that. Because well, that's how you're supposed to do it. Cane, right? so. That's, yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. And, I was also trying to use my cane. Right. And that was a, that, that was a hard building to mental map, uh, for me because it's so yeah. big. The ceilings are so high and the acoustics were just. Yeah. One thing I loved real, about the building was there was this one part of the building where the, the ceiling was so like high. I think that was the lobby. It was the rotunda area. Yeah, it was like one of the best buildings because I like I kept saying random things. It echo. It was <laughs> and it had like such a long reverb. It was great. It was a beautiful building and very old and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it was the luxury express room was very very echoey. I remember going in there and as we were testing, the sophomores had finished testing and they kept talking and it would just bounce off the walls. And I like asked them, I was like, can you guys please stop talking? But them being like 10 or 11, they just kept talking. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't listen to someone who's 16. Yeah, the fourth and fifth graders. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, thank you guys. And look forward to starting the practice up next year yeah. and getting ready for hey, next year's Braille we should challenge. put outtakes in this. By the way, listeners, if Mr. Kelly does put outtakes, listen to the end of the Braille Challenge episode to hear them. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think we got all the outtakes we need right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So there it is. Amina, Hope, and Zach. Go Panthers! Go Panthers! Go Panthers! Oh, go Panthers. We're going to welcome Miss Cindy Wicker to the OSSB podcast. Good morning, Miss Wicker. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. Great. And uh, you are, your official title is Communications Extraordinary. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an electronic design specialist, and I work in the communications department. Okay. All right. So that's great. And we're going to talk about communications this morning. So first off, thank you so much for joining us. We also have uh, Jenna here. Good morning, Jenna. There's Jenna, and we have Michaela. Good morning, Michaela. Good morning. All right, and we have Trayvon, our pot. There we go. That completes our podcast team. Oh, so, Miss Wicker, what is new in web design and communication? <laughs> well, um, um, sure, there's a lot. Well, yes, we are always doing um, updating things to the website, adding new things, and um, our newest. Uh, Kind of addition to what we've been working on is adding the communication tool, Parent Square. Oh, I'm glad you brought so. Parent Square up because we want to tell our listeners a lot about Parent Square and what that is. It's relatively new, what, two or three months now? Yeah, it's about three months. We've been using it for about three months now. Okay. So, What exactly is Parent Square? So it is a communication tool specifically for schools, and it kind of takes all of the different avenues, like 
the different applications that are out there and it kind of combines all that functionality between, you know, the Remind app or Sign Up Genius, email, just various ways that schools were are trying to communicate with their families in multiple ways. It brings it all together in one like one location, one tool. Mm -hmm. So when you're communicating with families, they only have to remember <laughs> to check one place instead right. of remembering all the multiple places. Wait a minute. Who sent me that text? Was it a text? Was it an email? How did I find about that information? Or where do I look for that information? Okay. It gives it one place for them to, to look. Oh, that's, that's good. Uh, certainly would make things a lot more organized. Um, are parents automatically enrolled in Parent Square? Or is it something that they need to go out and, and do on their own? So they are, um, because they are our parents and, uh, we need to communicate with them. They are, um, automatically not enrolled, but their information is, is put into Parent Square. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't go through the, Super, super, you know, simple uh, process of registering their account, which basically just means they click or they engage on an email message mm -hmm. and then give a password. Um, parents still receive notifications from us that we are communicating with them. And so it'll, uh, it's all defaulted to an email notification. So whatever email address they had on file, that's what's going to be correct. So oh, our gotcha. parent square integrates with our student information system, progress book. Mm -hmm. And so all of that information is synced over nightly. So if a parent changes their email address on Monday and it gets changed Monday afternoon, it will be the updated email address Tuesday morning for in parent square. Okay. What are the benefits of going the, the super simple, easy route of getting a parent square password? Because it allows parents more functionality. Mm. Um, if, if they're not registered, they can still see that we're communicating. They can still see some preview of what we're trying to tell them. Mm -hmm. Once they register, they have access to interact in the, in the class group or the dorm group, whatever group they're trying to interact with. Um, if that stuff is enabled for them, they can see the pictures that are uploaded. They can interact with forms. There's an ability for signing permission forms and other forms that we put in there. Um, they can download uh, calendar reminders. So they, they can interact more with the application right. if it's so, registered. Because there is a Parent Square app that you can install yes. on your phone or your tablet or whatever. Yes. So yeah. there's there's three ways you can interact. You can interact um, through the, through the website, through parentsquare.com. You can interact uh, through text notification. They can get that notification through text and or email. Mm -hmm. And then also you can download the app yeah. and use it on your mobile device. What's been the response from families um, about Parent Square so far in its beginning stages here? Uh, it has been very positive, so much to the point where a lot of times parents are saying, well, why, you know, even if, because we're still doing a kind of combination of ways of communicating. Um, and so sometimes parents are still like, you know, it's just so much simple. It's just more simple to just put it in Parent Square. Let me fill out the form in Parent Square or, you know, all that information is right there. So we have received a few requests of, well, can is is this going to be in Parent Square? <laughs> right. So parents are looking for it as a way to communicate. Yeah, and it kind of, you know makes me ask the question because we're using final forms for a mm -hmm. lot of things too, for athletics mm -hmm. uh, mainly, and for registration and and things like that. Can are those two systems interchangeable, uh, where you can import from final forms into Parent Square, or vice versa? Well, so final forms uh, integrates into Progress Book. Oh, so okay. yeah. that information, so our registration leg of, of, you know, how we register is that families are still doing final forms. Same thing if they want to update their information, even if they try to update it in Parent Square, it's going to send them over to final forms to update their information. Okay. So, yeah. uh, final forms integrates with progress book and then progress book integrates with Parent Square. So it's, it, it's, you know, it, yeah. it gets all the information updated the way it needs to be because right. progress book is where we keep our information. Okay. So that's great. Is there anything about Parent Square that um that's like a struggle or something you don't like about it, something you want to fix? For the platform itself, I would like some of their um kind of mm, behind the scenes 
coding of the way that, that they, so there's a newsletter template. Um, I would like their newsletter template to be a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not, the headings aren't late. I mean, uh, so some of their accessibility stuff is not a hundred percent, um, yeah. where it should be. It's kind of out of order. Right. Um, but it is there. So that, that's a struggle on the platform that, you know, and they are very open and receptive to when we send feedback. Yeah. They're like, yes, we are. Thank you. We're, we're working on it. Yeah. And um, do, do you have the ability to create uh, your own templates? Like you could make an OSSB newsletter template yes, or. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good. So, yeah. so there's a way to create your own template. And, um, but then there's also free form, like ones that are already populated there. The other struggle on maybe just the logistics side is kind of um, just getting the word out about, um, you know, to staff and to parents, what Parent Square, A, that it's even there, and then B, exactly what it does. Um, because it feels overwhelming because it feels like one more thing for people to mm-hmm. know how to learn. Um, but for the most part, once you get in it, um, it, it it's fairly intuitive. And also, um, they have great help articles that let people kind of walk people through the steps of how to, how to do almost any process that you need. And then I'm always available um, by email, IM, you know, phone call. Um, right. I'm constantly supporting people. So just those are kind of the struggles right now. Yeah. And on the teacher side, I think it's fairly straightforward in terms of, you know, if I want to send out a communication, you know, I can, there's drop downs all over the place mm-hmm. about, you know, what, what class I want to send that to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's integrated with my progress book. Mm-hmm. So I can pick a class and then do that and send it just to, just to those families that are in that class. Yes. So if yeah. this class is going to go on a field trip, then I can, you know, just, and not have to do a, a big, you know, to everybody, right. which is, which is nice. And I don't have to look up parents' emails and that sort of thing. Yeah. It, uh, it, it's nice. It, it lets you like, if you did have something where it's a specific field trip in just one class, you can make a permission form for just that one class and manage all that information right there. And then also you can put a calendar appointment to say, this is when the form is due, but then here's when the actual field trip is happening. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you can, um, you have access to all the families. All of their email information is in Parent Square for you to directly communicate with them through a direct message, or then you can communicate with the whole class. Okay. And then for, for teachers that I just want to ask this question for our staff listeners, uh, who may not know, um, cause we sort of went through this with setting up a communication about the Braille challenge mm-hmm. where we have to get information out, not only to the classes that we teach, but kind of a, a school wide, you know, uh, I want to get this out to everybody is to teachers then send that to you or send that to their supervisors to get to you? Or, uh, are you like the kind of end all, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, if, if we get it, if we get it to Cindy, it's going to get out there. Is it? Is well, it's <laughs> a good question. Um, so I have set up, um, some kind of, um, groups that for, so like, the structure for the for Parent Square is that each uh, kind of department ha- is its own building. So then the high school department is is the high school building, mm-hmm. and then the elementary department is the elementary building. And that's where if you want to get, for example, the Braille challenge out, um, all teachers are automatically put into like a teacher group, but they only communicate with themselves. Some people have access to post out to the whole entire building. Um, so I've made a group where if you guys have something that you need communicated out to the whole entire building, um, you can post it in this group and then your supervisor would go and give it a thumbs up for like, yep, this post looks good to me. And then we will send it out to the whole, um, to the whole building. All right. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Is there anything else that we need to know about Parent Square or uh, a resource to get more buy-in so that that uh, staff, students, families are are using this program more that we didn't cover this morning. There are like there there is trainings for teachers. There are trainings for parents. I believe I've sent some of that stuff home. I can always send it out again, just mm-hmm. so people can kind of feel more comfortable with it. Um, but really, it's just been just taking that step of just using it. 
Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. making the step of just actually trying it out. And then if you're, if you're not sure if, if it does something, just either look it up in the help section or ask me. Um, I'm, I'm always here emailing and helping people, you know, mm-hmm. every day with how to use the features. Right. Yep. So. Cindy is the resource. <laughs> Cindy Wicker. Right. I also post <laughs> tips. There's, there's a parent square tip group for staff that I post tips in from time to time. Okay. So, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming in and sharing all the good info yeah. about parent square this morning with our podcast listeners. And thank if, you. If you have any questions at all about Parent Square, you can either go through the app or do you want to give your email address or anything like sure. that? People can email me at wicker, it's W-H-I-C-K-E-R, at osdb.oh.gov. All right. Thank you so much. Right. And we look forward to hearing a lot of great things and about OSSB and OSD through the Parent Square app. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. All right, podcast listeners, this is Dan Kelly, and I'm here with Perseus. Hello, Perseus. Hello. There we go. Perseus, and I'm also here with Emery. Hi. There's Emery. All right. Thank you both for joining us. We want to talk about the Braille Challenge and how that went for you guys. Emery, I want to start with you because this was your first Braille Challenge, correct? Yes. Okay. So talk about that. What, what was your expectations? What did you think it was going to be like? Uh, when you went and did it match up to that? Um, I uh, was thinking when I went that I was going to meet more people and um, maybe I wasn't sure if the tests were going to be different because I know back in Florida it was uh, reading, comprehension, speed and accuracy and charts and graph. Mm-hmm. And it was the exact same tests here. Yep, yep. So it's a nationwide Braille challenge. And mm-hmm. what you do is you have your regional Braille challenges and uh, everybody takes the same content. The top 10 finishers in each category across the country will go to Los Angeles and compete in the National Braille Challenge in June. All right. Did you do a Braille Challenge in Florida then? I did. Um, the last time I uh, went to a Braille Challenge was my seventh grade year. Um, I never really did it in high school, just never interested me. And, um, you know, so I never ended up doing it, especially with, you know, COVID going on. I never did uh, the virtual year, um, mm-hmm. so I just kind of skipped it. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back to you in just a minute. Perseus, this is your – you've done several of these yeah, Braille Challenges, right? Yeah, they're pretty fun. Yeah. So talk about that. What um, What was your experience like yesterday? It was very – different like it was a new building so it definitely made made it feel i guess you could say different um <laughs> but it was quite good i mean um we didn't make it for the breakfast but we did make it to the tests and they were pretty good i mean speed and accuracy was not too bad and reading comprehension was hard but it wasn't i don't think that might have caused a bit of an issue yeah yeah. Neither is charts yeah. and graphs and proofreading. They were pretty good. Yeah. So um, I, I, the teachers don't get a chance to go into the Braille Challenge rooms with you guys unless they're actually proctoring or something like that, which I was proctoring yesterday. But uh, obviously I was not with you guys. So what was it like getting everybody into the testing room and getting your equipment organized and, and all that kind of stuff? Did that go fairly smooth? Emery, you want to start? Um, it actually, as far as like with uh, getting everyone in and settled, that went fine. Um, but when it came to the, uh, speed and accuracy, uh, we actually, we were supposed to take a 10 minute practice test and we never did. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I was kind of hesitant just because I haven't done the Braille challenge in a while. didn't know what to expect. So for that test, I was, uh, you know, a little nervous, um, Right. But, you know, everything else went smooth and, you know, everyone, I think, did well and had a chance to show what they know. Yeah, very good. I, I think I know what happened with that practice test and uh, because an envelope of of Cartridges. SD cards and flash drives never got on the bus. Mm. Uh, I think somebody took it out of the box and we found it on the desk this morning. So big apologies to Clovernook for that oversight there. But uh, that's all right. So. Without the practice, you think your speed and accuracy went okay? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you guys were together all day yesterday. Um, what did you think of that building? Uh, 
was a, an immense space, wasn't it? Um, you know, definitely a little bit bigger of a building than I was expected. I mean, pretty much since moving here, everything's new. So, yeah, you know, that wasn't really a surprise. You know, that used to be a train station. Yeah, oh, wow. that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, they used to. About forty-two thousand people would come through there every day. Wow. Uh, My um favorite spot was like the rotunda, mm-hmm. that like echoey mm-hmm. space. I mean, I I really like acoustics, so that is my favorite room of mm-hmm. all rooms. Yeah, like everybody would go through there, and you know, you could you can hear them going ah. for like five minutes, like a five second echo. <laughs> yep. Yep, it was a five second echo. So, uh, then everybody got together for lunch. We had two sessions in the morning and then we got to, to eat lunch together, uh, pizza and salad. Everybody get enough to eat. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right. That's good. Yeah. They uh, feed us well down there at the Braille Challenge. They do. I got yeah. to hang out with my friend LaShawn. I mean, we didn't have the same spots, but my little friend and I were goofing around. Yeah. How important do you think that is? Um, you get, people from all over the state that come in and then you also get people from different levels um and when you're talking about braille uh you think that that helps um younger kids get more interested in using braille oh definitely Definitely. because um you know these younger kids they look at us or they're they're looking up to us so if we're interested in it or if we're partaking in it then chances are they're going to want to join yeah good and probably helps you guys too oh definitely pass passing that on so very good. So anything else you want to add about your experiences down in Cincinnati, Ohio, with the Ohio Braille Challenge? I'm surprised that my name was picked um, at the end of a ceremony That's because true. we didn't have placing results. I wasn't expecting uh, my um, my name to be picked, and then I was, so that go. was awesome. Yeah, OSSB cleaned up on door prizes at the end of the day. Yep, so, I got a book bag and ten dollars. I used it. That's to right. Help. I used my family. I used to help my family and I get some canes last night. Okay, so you yeah you got the bonus with the donated book bag, right? Yeah. Right. All right. Well, very good, Emery. Anything else you want to add? Um, no. Just besides, it was a all in all great day, and you know I can't wait to come back next year. Go do it again. All right. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Yep. No problem. All right, podcast land. This is uh, Dan Kelly, and we are back, and we are back with the podcast club. And joining me in the podcast club this year, we have Joey and we have Zach. So, hello, Joey. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, are you excited to be in podcast club this year? Yes. All right. Don't don't try to keep it contained. I mean, let it all out. All right. How about you, Zach? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you're excited, man. <laughs> and, all right. Then over here, you hear him laughing, Mr. Mr. Brian Wagner. You're going to be our first guest joining us in the podcast club. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, oh, sir. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. So we're certainly, it's always a pleasure to have you come in and talk about uh, what we're doing in the after school program and what's going on with the other clubs. And we're excited that you're spending some time with the podcast club today. Thank you. I can't think of a better place to be. Hey, that's right. Yep. And we have coffee up here too. So it's good too. Okay. So let's get started and talk about are there any changes in the after school program this year versus last year, Mr. Wagner? We have a lot of changes. Uh, We're now including K through six, which is the kindergartners through sixth graders. Mm -hmm. Plus, we still support those um, that are middle school and high school. So, you know, uh, that's uh, something that's changed. We're we're including a lot more people in there. All right. So is am I hearing you right that the focus is going to be on the younger kids, but the older kids still get to participate in some form or fashion? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. That, that's great. That's great. And are we still looking at math and reading as kind of the the, the goals that we're looking to increase through the after school program through all these activities that we're doing? Well, yes, math and reading are certainly uh, two of the goals that we have, although, you know, you wouldn't be able to tell that by looking at the different schedule we have lined up for you. Uh, it's very, very much um, focused around having fun and uh, right. learning a lot along the way. Well, you can you can learn about math and reading through having fun. Absolutely. Right? And that's why we have this program, and you, you mentioned the schedule, so – you know, let's get into what kind of things that are being offered now in the after-school program. 
Well, typically on a typical night, we have a club following right after school. And sometimes we go to the library and we go to the NPR room and we hang out there. But um, at least by 4 o'clock, the club starts and it goes until 4.45. And then we have dinner. Mm. And then after dinner, usually we we you know go to the gym, work off some of that uh, those calories we we build up, and then at five thirty we have different clubs. It starts sometimes they're clubs, and sometimes they're just activities. You know, mm-hmm. we've done everything from making slime to uh, to building necklaces to uh, gosh, I mean, just reading books, uh, playing games, board games, you name it. We've, we've We've had an awful lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds like it. Well, a lot of people are making slime right now because everybody's got a cold. I, <laughs> right. I don't think that's right. the kind of slime you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, man. So how late do the activities run typically on a Monday through Thursday? We usually go until 7 o'clock. Okay. Um, that, it's usually we're really winding down by 630 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we have uh, different students that are being picked up by their parents or by the different transportation services that are available. Mm-hmm. So um, we have that going on. Or I'm taking the, you know, the students back to their uh, to the dorms. Right. Okay. All right. That sounds good. So kind of fill us in on the clubs. You know, we got the podcast club here. That's one club that we're doing in the uh, 21st century after school program. What's some of the other ones that we yeah. got going on? So we have a lot of fun clubs. We have uh, – 3D model club where we're printing 3D models. Um, and, and those can be anywhere from a, a cell phone to, uh, to a microphone to, uh, you know, a, 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 a skull. Guinea pig. A guinea pig. Oh. <laughs> Very I, nice. A 3D Way guinea to go, pig. Joey. <laughs> so yeah, we've got, uh, we've got that going on on Mondays. And then on Tuesdays before dinner, we have a game one club led by Miss Reed and Miss Johnson. Mm-hmm. They're doing a phenomenal job. We have an awful lot of fun in there. Mm-hmm. We learn so much. Uh, and sometimes we learn from each other. It's yeah. been fun, right, Joey? It has. So in, in, in game on club, are you playing a different game every week or is it a continue? You start a, like a long game like Monopoly or something like that. Will it continue? over a course of many weeks until you finish the game. How's that work? It's a different game every week. Different um, game. Miss Johnson and Miss Reed come up with some phenomenal ideas for different games. Right. Uh, she brails them or she you know, puts them in large text. Whatever the, the case may be, she needs to do, and she sure. makes it accessible for everyone. It's, uh, it's an awful lot of fun. So that just takes us to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday we have a cooking club, and, and this will go on through probably throughout the year. But then on Thursday, we're going to have, um, we also have right now, we have a science club, which is going on right now. Yeah. And then we have um podcast club, like I mentioned, like you mentioned. Yeah, okay. And then in, after dinner, we have art club as well as um, chess club, which is, you know. A great way to uh, to get to learn a little bit about you know what you're doing, but also it's it's really relaxing to be yeah. able to to do. And art club is the same way. Right. Anyway, so we have other clubs that are coming up uh, in the future, hopefully in March, maybe not until April. But they are Kung Fu Club. How cool is that? That, everybody is <laughs> kung fu fighting. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, then, and there's also um, ham operators club. So uh, we're getting to to have some ham operators on. That's on great. I think we the last time we had ha- amateur ham radio here at the school for the blind was back in the late '60s, early mm-hmm. '70s, if if I'm not mistaken. So it's good to see that coming back, and that, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's just another way to communicate with people around the world. Absolutely. Over the ham radio. The farthest I ever got with that kind of stuff was a citizen's band, which they don't even use anymore. And <laughs> the CB. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was trying to sound a little more <laughs> a little more sophisticated. <laughs> right, took yeah. it away from yeah, It me. doesn't take much to be more sophisticated than me. <laughs> oh, man, that's a great um, – so Science Club, is that um, – that's Tanya Taylor, right, running that? Science Club is Tanya Taylor. Yeah, um, who, who ran the Explorers Club before, right? Right. She used to do Explorers. And then Art Club is being by, ran by Mr. R. Uh, art Club is being by, ran by Mr. Orr. So that's, uh, you know, he's doing a great job with that. And then we have Chess Club, which I, actually I'm running. Um, although the students really run that for themselves because they mostly know what they're doing. Mm. You know, sometimes they'll have me 
answer questions or whatever the case. But uh, it's been fun. And then, uh, in like in the past, has been um, Model Club has been run by Miss Seal Perano. And then Yolanda Johnson is involved with that as well. So and, and Lori Kaplan as well. So it's we, all good. OSU students as well, Garrett uh-huh. and Caroline. Good. Well, that's that's true. Garrett yeah. and Caroline are there for three model, but then on Tuesdays we have OSU TVI students that have been in house, and that is Anna and Sophia and, and McKenna. McKenna. Yeah, mm. you got it. That's yeah. right, Joey. So uh, Joey knows and. Uh, we have uh we have had an awful lot of fun with them, and they've just been a great addition to the the, uh, the after school program. Yeah, oh yeah, and it's good experience for them too um, as they're getting prepared to uh, go into the field of teaching and learning for visually impaired. That they can uh, they have this opportunity. So there's another club that we didn't mention. And, uh, Braille Challenge. Challenge Club. It's the a Braille Challenge Prep Club. Yeah. It's sort of a short term uh, club. It yeah. goes started in January after break and we're running that till the 21st of February because the Braille Challenge is going to be on February 23rd. And we've really gotten a good turnout for that. Uh, it started off with three kids and now we've got like eight or nine. That's just crazy in there and, you know, two or three different levels going on yeah. and, and, uh, we're having a great time. That's Mrs. Grimm and myself running that. Yes, indeed. You're both doing a phenomenal job with that. Appreciate that, that sir. Yeah. yeah. Uh, getting those kids ready. Next week, we're going to do a little speed and accuracy work. So, <clears throat> Well, we brought home the uh, big award last year. I, I'm sure we'll do the same this year. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. OSSB has always had a good showing at, at the Ohio yeah. Regional Braille Challenge, and uh, we got about 18 kids registered right now, and I couldn't be more pleased. It's going to be great. Just glad to have the opportunity to do the practicing after school through this 21st century grant. It really is good. So what else do we need to know about the great things that are happening after school? What did I not ask? Well, <laughs> yeah, what did you not ask? What did I not we, ask? we are doing so many fun things, and we're, we have uh, so much going on. Like I said, we have Kung Fu, and we have uh, – the Ham Operators Club. We have uh, other clubs that are coming in. So we have Beep Baseball, you know, which I know you're you're familiar with. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll get that kicked off here um, this uh, spring, and then you know beyond that with uh, the whole year with looking at um, you know potentially potentially doing some stuff more aquatic, um, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. That sounds great. And you know, what I love about these clubs is that everything is tangible. Like this, this is not sitting down and cracking open a book or just talking about doing something. It is, uh, teachers and students engaged in hands-on learning activities in a real way, in a real life life situation you know whether it be playing games or you know whatever you're doing in science club or whatever so uh that's exciting it's just great for our kids it's great for our staff and we're just thankful we have this 21st century sponsorship or grant or whatever you want to call it to make it happen yeah it's good so the learning activities that don't look or feel like learning Mm -hmm. that's important to know yeah that's great uh it's i think that's incidental learning you know, yeah, exactly. This is what that is. And, uh, yep. you know, for our population, you know, that's, that's, uh, one of the biggest, uh, missing components is that incidental learning, which is why, you know, tangible experiences like that are so important for growth and development. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yep. Well, Mr. Wagner, let's see. Uh, you, either one of you boys have any questions for the big W, Mr. Wagner over here? No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. Thank you. Okay. Thank uh, you for talking to us. You're welcome. And thank you for tuning in, Mr. Kelly, for us. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Wagner. Appreciate you taking some time out to join us today and, and once again providing uh, some excellent rundown on, on all the great things that are happening here at the Ohio State School for the Blind. Absolutely. Go Panthers. Go Panthers. Well, everyone, it was a great podcast, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in this month. We're so excited to bring you yet again this month and every month exciting news and events that are happening right here at the Ohio State School for the Blind. Make sure you tune in next month.
um, to find out more about what's happening at OSSB. Thank you for joining us. Until the next month, go Panthers!